0: what's going on everybody we're here for episode number 12 of the real bodybuilding podcast um here with my man sergio oliva jr and i was excited to bring him on because i know he's a very opinionated individual and we haven't seen him in a little while this year so i was excited to see what he's up to and some of his opinions on some of the things that are going on in the industry as of late so welcome sergio let me say what's up
1: What's up, guys? Thanks, Juan. Appreciate it.
0: Um, I kind of want to get right into it, but I want to just touch on a couple things because from seeing you on Instagram, I kind of don't know, like, where are you living right now? Where are you at?
1: Um, I left L.A. and I moved to San Diego.
0: Oh, I like San Diego. San Diego's nice.
1: Yeah, it's it's the best. and the, I mean, I needed to get away from L.A. life and all those distractions and shit like that, but even just the gym, the gym alone is... The best gym in the west coast for sure
0: isn't uh see people are probably confused because wouldn't you think that being in la would help you as far as the gym goes
1: yeah you would think right you know and i just said that my whole life when i was an amateur that man if i can win my pro card i'm just gonna pick up and leave and, and go to the golds you know the mecca and i did and um and it probably was a little mistake in the beginning because i literally just drove out there with no Income like an idiot, but you know New York worked out, and I got to train with Sean, you know, and I was training with Dex and, and stuff like that. But it just I, I started to realize that that gym is kind of it's not more. And uh, for a while there, Sean was living in Santa Barbara, which is really far from LA, and Dex, you know, he's in Jacksonville, and so he's getting ready for the Olympia. So mm. again, I'm just still the best pro in a gym, and it's just kind of got some really good pictures on the wall for motivation. Uh, yeah, there's not anyone there that's like i don't know life-changing or any reason to be there i I would say this all the negatives outweigh any of the positives
0: so you wanted to go there to feed off the other guys like the guys that were better than you or on your level at least
1: yeah especially better i love the feeling of feeling like shit like that's when i train my best and and i I do my best and i feel like that's how all real good bodybuilders are anyone who's like wanting to be the best guy in the gym and Always, you know, just loving that kind of attention and and dick yeah. sucking. Um, they usually don't do well. I I, I want to constantly feel like I could be doing better, and I want to yeah. see people that make my stomach hurt and make me realize I'm whatever I'm doing is not good enough. Yeah. It just wasn't like that there anymore. It's not the '90s mecca.
0: Yeah, but I agree with you. It's um, I I don't think everybody. I don't know if I can make a blanket statement and say everybody's like that because you got guys like, you know, during AIDS trained by himself. You know what I mean? I guess he didn't really need to feed off anybody, but, uh, for the most part, I think you're right. Like I'm the kind of the same way. Like I want to be around guys who are going to kick the shit out of me. Right. So it just, you train with people who are better than you, you get better. So I can understand that. So you moved to San Diego. Is there people there that are kicking your ass or what?
1: Uh um, yeah, it was, uh, what's really cool. I mean, just the gym alone, just the equipment and just the atmosphere Uh, It used to be called Girl Gym. They just recently changed the name of the gym to The Gym. That's why it's kind of confusing when people say (laughs) The Gym. But uh, so just the gym alone, I could probably train there by myself and be 100 times better than I was training with anybody in Golds. But what's a really cool little thing about San Diego is my, um, not a rival, because we just went against each other at nationals. uh, And he kind of almost beat me at USA's. And then I beat him at nationals. Uh, Eddie uh, is that's his home gym. Uh, yeah. So me being able to train with him, uh, it's been some of the best uh, lifts. Well,
0: um, he, tra- he trains hard too, so.
1: Yeah, and just, man, like, I, I, I like to train hard, like, Branch Warren, Dorian type, but still at the yeah. same time, really form-oriented. And yeah. I really try and break down the body, and, and I'm trying to really get on more, like I said, form than moving ridiculous weights. So he's kind of the best of both. Yeah. Uh, He's, he's a monster for sure um but man he's really intelligent and he and he's really methodical about how he goes about things and it's really hard i mean you know i mean it's really hard to find a a workout partner it's it's really hard with uh jealousy and even just commitment yeah. and people being reliable so me being able to be with someone where not only is he helping me but I can give suggestions and it's just wanted yeah. uh rather than uh just a negative kind of a, a effect
0: yeah no when you can find a when you can find somebody who meshes with you, physic physically is one thing, but emotionally is another because you're right. There's a lot of things that go into it. This guy's jealous of you. This guy doesn't want you to do so well, or he can't keep up physically, or he misses the gym because he got some previous fucking thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I've, I've been training with the same guy for 15 years, man, because for, for that exact reason, he just gets it. You know what I mean? Like. And I can't even explain it. People ask, like, well, what makes a good partner? I can't even explain it. He just gets it. He knows, yeah, like, exactly. Right. He knows when my set is done. He knows when I got more in the tank. You know, like, they just know. You know what I mean? So, okay. Yeah, so, what? A spot, um, a
1: spot is a big deal for me.
0: What was. uh, I wanted to ask you, you touched on something real quick and you skipped over it. What were the negatives about LA that. Because I can't. You know how it is when you're outside the scene? You don't really know. So, living all the way in Canada what are the negatives of LA that make you want to leave
1: uh well the main one was that that was the area that I was with my ex-wife um okay. so just even just bad memories of just even living in LA but i mean it's a party it's a party area and yeah. uh and even the bodybuilders that are you know decent they still they still want to go have a non bodybuilding life and that's just not me and yeah. uh it's usually was just me by myself and And there is a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate at Gold's. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really hard for people to be you know, a pro for 10 years and then some guy walks in and now all of a sudden I'm winning the third best show in the world. It's just going to make people act a certain way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then me, I got caught up in a lot of other people's drama. Uh, I I don't, I don't think except for my ex-wife and shit that I I put myself into, I put, I, I made those decisions. Otherwise everyone's drama is always someone else's. I don't, I don't really get involved with shit, you know? So a while ago um Like I was saying, I was training with Sean. I was training with Dex, and then this whole cycle fitness thing came about. um For a lot of people, don't know, Psycho used to work for Charles. Um, yeah. We, I used to train with Psycho, Sean, and Charles together. I wasn't training okay. with Charles per se. I was just yeah. training with Sean. You know, it was long story short. I was I was really down one day, and I was really thinking that. I made a mistake of moving out there like I did. And Sean just kind of took me under his wing and was like, Hey man, if you show up at two o'clock every day, you can train with me. So I was kind of training with Sean and then they had a falling out with, with Charles. And I think when I chose to go then train with Sean and psycho or, you know, Dex and psycho, it kind of just put this bad vibe and I ended up getting caught in other people's drama and bullshit that I ended up at the end, just training by myself for New York. And I just, I kind of distanced myself from all of it. And uh, I met a guy named Kirk who's been there forever. He, uh, and he started training me a little bit for last year's Tampa and Chicago um, and the Olympia. But other than that, man, I just was by myself. Um, so, you just,
0: so you just needed a fresh start. You needed to get out. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was, um, how long were you married for?
1: Uh, three years.
0: Do you mind me asking what happened?
1: uh she was having an affair with another married man in australia when i was uh dealing with visa shit to try and get her here oh that sucks
0: i'm sorry to hear that yeah
1: yeah but you know i mean it it could be way worse um and thank god it never happened here because i mean look at look at the shit that's going on in the sport now man and i i have a temper you know and i i feel like man if something had happened here and i lost my temper i could be the one
0: locked <laughs> up and that would be oh, yeah. the end of my career you might have yeah <laughs> you might have gone so, off a little bit <laughs> yeah it's just a task just yeah. so yeah.
1: you know or I could have had a kid with her you know there's just I'm, I'm able to now recognize how much worse things could have been yeah and luckily I mean I, I said I talked about this in a post I made the only reason I even made it through it is actually because of the wife of the guy who she was uh cheating on me with is the one that got me through last year She's how'd that happen uh, she actually messaged me on Facebook. And because uh, only old people use Facebook, I didn't even see the message <laughs> for like uh, a, a long time that I yeah. thought it was actually just a joke. And I messaged her back. And yeah, she was telling me that she was um, uh, seven months pregnant at the time with this guy's kid. And he had ran off with my wife and left her pregnant. And, um, wow. and I think I think, because immediately I was like, I'm done. You know, I'm not going to quit bodybuilding, but I was going to take the year off. I just wasn't, I wasn't eating and I wasn't doing well. And man, this girl called me up fucking every day, like, yo, you need to fucking man the fuck up. And if I can do this baby on my own, then you can do a show. And I remember, Uh I told her, I was like, all right, I'm going to do Chicago and that's it. I'm just going to do it just so I can, you know, just say I did something. And then when I got second and I really could have won because man, I was just dealing with, I mean, it's hard to explain to people, uh cortisol levels and just all the things that don't have actual like numbers that you can yeah. track for getting ready for shows yeah. but the fact that i even got second while i'm literally going through a depression means i would have looked insane if i wasn't yeah yeah um, so i think i was just like all right you know what i'm gonna do tampa and then i was just really and it was really her that was saying that if you could go through this and now get something or do something you didn't do when you're with her like the olympia yeah, That shows that, man, once I can get over all this, I can, you know, sky's the limit. And That's I her. actually just kind of, yeah, I just kind of just even did that prep for her and that kid and, you know, we have, you know, it was really, it was really cool, you know, and she was, she's like one of my best friends now and, and yeah. I'm so glad that um, I can, I gained her and this, and this kid, the kid's amazing too. The guy's a fucking... So
0: amazing. you guys kind of like use each other as a support system, kind of get through it.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, literally.
0: That's pretty cool. So...
1: I couldn't okay. talk to anybody about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would understand better than her, right?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And it kind of makes your problem seem. I mean, as bodybuilders, we think the world is going to end if our prep's not going well or something's not going well. It kind of makes your problem seem not as bad if she's got a kid to deal with too.
1: Right. So you're exactly. like, if she,
0: if she can do that, I can probably get ready for a show. So, but yeah, what am I
1: going to say to her? You know, like I can't do this.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's true, though. It's like. I don't think people get it, man. When we're getting ready for shows, they don't understand that your personal. All they see is the stuff we're putting on Instagram. So they see, oh, his progress pictures look good. Oh, he's doing his cardio. Oh, he's eating his meals, blah, blah, blah. They don't see he got in a fight with his wife or or his wife left him or whatever, whatever. Like they don't know any of the backstory shit that might throw you off. And then at the end, they say, well, why didn't he look at 100%? He's a pro. He should be 100% all the time. But they don't understand that there's like life gets in the way for us just like it does for them. You know what I mean? Like there's other things, other factors at play. So it's important, I think, to get these kind of stories out there so people know that, you know, we're dealing with more than just X's and O's. We have some other shit going on that we have to tend to, you know?
1: Yeah, I used to when I was younger, you know, and I would always look at like my favorite bodybuilders and why didn't they make it? You know, why did they disappear or not ever you know and it was always because they partied or whatever it was and I always said well that's not going to be me I'm never going to be the one prepping for a show going to the clubs and shit like that but I never realized that it, it still is outside life like you said it's my category was just different than those guys's and, yeah. and mine is literally the woman that I choose to be with that's always my my downfall every time I'm trying to get ready for a show or something. It's always whoever I'm choosing to align myself with. That usually is the the problem.
0: So is this a constant theme for you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not like, listen, I'm not trying to make light of it. No, I
1: just, know you're not.
0: Listen, some of us, some of us kind of luck out and we like figure out what we want. And some of us got to go through like a little bit of shit first. So I'm just yeah. saying like, is that where you're at? You kind of like still feeling them out, still trying to find who's the the one you want to chill with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this, this year I have this pack with myself that I'm going to do one show single. Yeah. I'm not going to do uh, another show in a relationship. I've never done it before. And at this point, I'm, excuse me, I'm at the point where I'm just going to see, you know, I've never, if I've never done something before, I have to now try it out. Otherwise it's always going to be a what if, what if I had what, just did one show?
0: What, sorry to interrupt you. What, what show are you, are you doing a show this year?
1: No, I'm not doing a show this year. Um, I got screwed over by Gap Oh no shit. Uh, so that's the other thing. That's that's usually my biggest issue is sponsors. This is four years in a row I've been dropped. Yeah. Uh, every year I get a sponsor who swears that they're I'm family and this and that, and, and I kill it. And I'm and I'm not one of these like money hungry guys that I, I won't do anything until you give me a raise or sits down at expos and wears sunglasses while he talks to the fans. I kill it. And I think that's why it kills me so much when every year I get the same shit about how there's not enough money or whatever it is and they need to drop me um so afraid to happen again this year it just kind of threw a wrench into me doing a show but i actually um i was already contemplating wanting to do an off-season which i've never done i don't think anyone who is a fan of me knows i've never had an off-season in my life i'm always like my shit's my life's falling apart and then i barely get it together and hop on stage new york was the most mess
0: yeah yeah can i ask you I, i gotta tell you though i've been obviously in the industry for a long time. I don't fucking believe anybody when they tell me I'm family. Unless my fucking brother starts a supplement company. I don't believe anybody when they tell me I'm family, nobody, because they're all they You're family until you're expendable and then you're not family anymore. And so, I would have given you that advice a long time ago. Don't play emotion. I don't play emotional games, man. Like when it comes to signing contracts, I want to see the numbers. I want to see them on a piece of paper and I, we're not, it's not emotional. I don't love you. You don't have to love me. I don't, it's just, this is my business. So like, for example, like I signed with a magazine company once, uh, muscle mag back in the day, the guy who signed me was like, oh man, you're the greatest. We're family, blah, blah bullshit, bullshit, bullshit and we're trying to work out the numbers of of the contract, like how many posts am I going to do? Or not posts, at the time it was uh, how many photo shoots am I going to do for the year, blah, 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 right? He's like, well, let's just say you'll do something between like five and 10. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's not like that. And you may think that's an asshole thing to do, like be a stickler, but if you're tired and you're like, if you're wiped out, you don't want to do a photo shoot or you're fat in the off season, you don't want to do a photo shoot. And they say, well, you said you would do up to 10. You've only done seven. I don't care that you're in the middle of your off season. You have to get in shape. So I'm really, really particular when it comes to contracts. I'm like, no, no, it's not between five and 10. It's five or 10. And what time of the year is it when I'm ready for a show? I'm not doing off season photo shoots. I'm not doing like all these things. That way, I don't run into the emotional crap of like, oh, I thought we were family and you fucking... Sc-. It happened to me once and it never happened to me again. I was like, I don't believe any of you. So it's a shitty thing that they do. It's the it's a game they play, I think, and I'm not sure if they do it so they can get you for cheaper than they want, but uh, I don't... If, if anybody listening out there, these guys that are coming up now, it's not that I feel like you should be a dick to your bosses or not go the extra mile. I just feel like don't get into like an emotional uh, love fest with your employer. Cause at the end of the day, you're the, they're your employer. They're not your, they'll cut as soon as they run out of money or as soon as you start doing poorly or whatever, you're going to, you're going to get cut. So.
1: Yeah. I know, man, I wish, uh, and I can't say I wish I knew that because I did know that, you know, I've seen my dad get screwed big time. And, and I, and I, just because I got my pro card in 2015 doesn't mean I wasn't some little kid running around at these expos my whole entire life. I've been in the sport my whole life. And I yeah. think because I've heard so many horror stories um, from sponsors, promoters, the the non-athlete part that I just always was like, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to be like that. And I literally said that to the GAT CEO. He screwed me over because he's still bitching about how Rami didn't want to do something because of money. And I told him, I said, you are the reason why bodybuilders are the way they are because mm-hmm. now I have to be like that. And exactly mm-hmm. like, you, like you said, but, I now have to make sure that everything is to a T and, I, and, and there is no like, because with GATT, I was going to Australia for free, doing all these extra things. Like I, I reached my requirements and I thought, you know what, if I just keep doing more, it's a for sure re And that's my fault. That's yeah. my fault for thinking that in this day and age with all these eBooks and ambassadors and all these little kids who will literally suck their dicks for a, a, a discount code, some of them aren't even getting free subs. They just literally get a discount. Yeah, I know and right and they're killing it for us and i yeah. and i should know that i should know that they can give 50 of them something and it makes up for what i'm doing so it's it's my own fault but now i get it i get yeah. why some pros just and i always used to say they do the bare minimum and they're not doing the bare minimum they're it's not it the bare backwards. minimum it's
0: right. not the it's not like listen man you people would say that about me but i'm like I've been fortunate enough that my contracts have been better than I am as a bodybuilder. Like I do better financially than I do on stage, but it's because I'm willing to work my ass off, but it's gotta be on paper. Like I'm not going to go to Australia for free. And, and that guy who said that shit to you about Rami, that's a manipulation tactic. That's a tactic that a boss is using to, to show somebody, look, don't be like that guy. That guy is not good. Be go the extra mile for us. So he's manipulating you from the very beginning. And that's not right. Rami was probably right. Rami was like, look, you want me to do this? You got to pay me. Right. Because it's not like, you know, we're not any, even though we don't make the same amount of money, we're not any different than NFL guys or NBA guys or, you know, an NBA guy is not going to do a a Buick commercial for free. He's going to send his agent. His agent's going to fucking figure out a dollar amount. And then he's going to go get paid. And I don't think we're any different. I think we just, I think we try to be closer to the employer thinking that they're they're trustworthy and if they like us, they'll keep us on longer and we can build a real relationship. But more times than not, I've seen at the end of the day, it's just, it's a business, man. It's just a business. So I kind
1: of sometimes wish to, or I, I like to think that I can change things back to how they used to be. And that's that's my problem too is that, I like you said, like just Muscle Mag alone. People don't even know what Muscle Mag is. Some of your listeners yeah. don't even know what that magazine is. Uh, the 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 requirements and the, and just the relationships back then were just so great. They were, and there was people that would be with one company their whole entire career. And uh, I think I'm just so much old school in me that I keep thinking with an old school mind when it doesn't matter. I'm literally cur- currently uh, competing in the present day, and the past doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that the the difference is in the past, there was just us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just us. There wasn't ambassadors. There wasn't amateurs. There wasn't men's physique. There wasn't classic. There was the company would go, they would find a bodybuilder that was doing well and that bodybuilder would be their guy. It's like there, that's our guy. He's our guy for, he's going to build, we're going to grow with that athlete. And now, we're all expendable because there's it's it's kind of more cutthroat because there's so many people now vying for those contracts. And it's, it's such a lucrative thing now. And there's so many ambassadors and so many that you really have to look out for yourself. Like, you know, you have to make sure everything's drawn out. Contracts are drawn out properly. Lawyers looked it over because look, man, SciTech, I was with SciTech and I don't care. I'll put this out there. I had a clause in my contract that said they weren't supposed to use any of my shit after that, after I was done with them. Right. They still have my face on their protein tubs. I'm not getting paid for that. Right. Ugh. But but that means, but I never looked over my contract properly. So if I want to take them to court, I got to go to Hungary and go to court in hung, you know what I'm, so, <laughs> what I'm saying? Cause that's where they're, that's where they're located. Right. So I, I, I tell people when you're filling out your contract, make sure if there's ever a court case, it's somewhere you can fly to or drive to. (laughs) So um, Anyway, man, it's, so what are you doing now for sponsorship? You looking for various companies or what are you doing?
1: Yeah, it's just, that's the problem is, man, this happens to me. It's happened to me for the last four years in a row, but it's also happening the same exact time period. And this is the time period where the season's almost done. You know, Companies already budgeted out what they want for the year so that nobody picks anybody up during this time. Uh, so there isn't anybody I've reached out to everybody that there is. And now I'm just kind of at this point where I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go backwards here. Uh, you know, I'm back to working and stuff like that, but I'm just going to kill this next prep so bad that, uh, I just don't have to worry about it ever again in my life. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's a bunch of things that have happened with sponsors that, Uh, like even uh, so I was with after New York I was with Old School Labs nobody knew who they were Uh, I think Brion was with them but he I think he had won New York Pro Classic (laughs) that was the only thing he had did and I, I had told them that you know in today's day every supplement company is kind of the same, you know, some products are better and, you know, you have certain athletes that might be more attention grabbing, but at the end of the day, it's kind of the same that what they should do is, is they should try and get like an old school movement and get a lot of the old school guys on the line, you know, and I even told them that I would talk to Samir Banuud, And at the time, Tom Plants was living with me. Some random uh, cur- a curve events you know that tom plants is my roommate which is which is really cool um and i and i forced tom to go talk to them and i told samir to talk to him and, and tom didn't want to do it you know these old, scu- old school guys don't yeah. they don't fuck around with these people and i like vouch for them I'm like man please you know i think it'll be a really good opportunity for you and i and i get them in all a meeting now look old school labs has all these old school guys on the line and then I get a call that because they're so expensive, they can't afford me. So I literally was my own demise yeah. with that brand. So it's just every year I have something where I want to be so mad, but it's still my fault.
0: I didn't know that. I didn't, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I didn't know that was the story with old school labs. I, don't, yeah. I think because I don't follow anybody that they have on their roster. I didn't even know if they were still around after you got off their, after you went off their team. So they're care. still around.
1: Yeah, they dropped they just, real.
0: They they draw so they just have a bunch of old school guys now. That's it. That's it. And they do well on Amazon. Huh?
1: Yeah, they have like um I mean, you know how it is, bro. You can literally put. I mean, look when Arnold was with Animal Farm, that 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 bitch sold out. But yeah. because they were paying Arnold so much money,
0: it like wasn't worth they it.
1: Did, they did themselves in. Yeah, but you're right. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You put someone's picture or someone got, you know says that they 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 took this. And you yeah. get all of the non-real bodybuilders, and unfortunately, today's day and the same thing with Instagram, their numbers outweigh us yeah. by a lot.
0: Yeah. So but, I think, but but I think part of it is, I think part of it is our job. Like, okay, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because, and I, I've said this before. So those who watch the podcast, I'm sorry, but for yeah. you, Sergio, part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because there are a lot of people on the fringe like the Boston Lloyds and the fucking Tony huges and these guys who aren't bodybuilders, but because we're not speaking, they represent us. Right. Right. And what they tell people is it's all steroids. Supplements don't matter. Blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. So I'm like, I got to bring these guys on. Cause I think supplements do matter. And I right. do, I do think there is a difference spending on sourcing and quality and dosing and all those things. Right. So I do think there is a little bit of difference in some companies, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm I'm bringing you on and I'm bringing other people on so people can listen to us and go, okay, it's, it's not just they put a, a, an important face in front of that product. I feel like it's our job to kind of educate them a little bit. Look, these companies over here, they're just trying to make tons of fucking money. Their products really aren't that great. This company over here, their products probably cost a little bit more, but you get what you pay for. Like, I'm trying to tell people what the real shit is. And the real shit is we do, I don't know about you, but I use supplements. Like I use my pre-workouts and I use my essential aminos and I use, of course, that's it. So I don't want people to think that it's all bullshit. And I don't want people to think that it's all the same, but you're right. The main group outside of the bodybuilding circle doesn't know any better. So they just go for the most popular guy that they can find and they buy that stuff. But I think it's our job to like, kind of inform people that you know you want to check the dosing you want to check you want to see if you can find out where it's been sourced or third-party tested or whatever because you know you get what you pay for and that's what it's all about so um
1: yeah, it's even it's even worse now too and you know you know when the industry died is when dj khaled and birdman started getting bigger contracts um so to me so to me i would never use pro just for that fact alone yeah because not only are they taking jobs away from actual athletes, not even any of that part, you actually think your consumers are so fucking stupid that because you put some wrapper on there, that yeah. that has to do with what is going into their body. Yeah. And then and look, they dropped Sean
0: yeah. for
1: uh DJ Khaled. And he's yeah. literally obese. He's literally obese.
0: I don't think people are that stupid. I think people can clearly even on the fringes, even like the, the main group you're talking about, sorry, like the major group that you're talking about right. that's not definitely involved in bodybuilding, I think even them, they can see that that company is just trying to get exposure. Like that's not, a, that's not a representative. Like you said, he's obese. He doesn't even work out. So people see through that shit, I think. It's like there's a certain line where people can be like, people are like, okay, that's fucking bullshit. So, and I agree with you. I I wouldn't buy that line either. Just because of that fact, I'd be like, you just tried to bullshit me. Even if your products are good, I'm not going to buy your shit. Cause you're trying to lie to me. Yeah. So
1: I think that's why me and you kind of always clicked even from the beginning, because you're right. I do. I feel like there's a small group of bodybuilders that are really serious. But at the same time, they're just normal, normal people. Yeah. It's like for some reason, it's really hard for people to do both. You can be a hardcore bodybuilder and this be your whole life. But then when you're outside of the gym, you can carry a conversation that's not about lifting weights or, or doing shows. So it's really good that you're doing this. And I try and do the same thing with my Instagram too. I tell people all the time unfollow following me, I don't care. I only yeah. want my fans to hear what I have to say. I don't care about followers. People don't understand the difference between a follower and a fan. Yeah. yeah. So and, and, I, and you're trying to, I always use the 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 metaphor uh the red pill blue pill with the matrix and i feel like that's what it is in today's day and if you look a lot of the red pill people they do stick together we all have these relationships where yeah me and you we're not hanging out all the time but whenever i see you it's like man i mean you're you're i feel like you're you're just one of the good ones yeah um and and it is dwindling a little bit but uh i still feel like there's a big group of us like that just kind of want to know the truth and also what's, uh, what's real. And and I think social media is kind of distorting that a lot. So that's, I'm I'm glad that you're doing this because there is a bunch of us that don't want to listen to the Nick strength YouTubes, you know, and just uh, use him as an example.
0: I think those people have their like, like, okay, for example, Nick's muscle muscle strength or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. I think that's cool. That's like the Inside Edition or the TMZ. Right, exactly. But he's like, "This Absolutely. is what happened this week." It's. It, I think that's actually like a pretty good service. It's like you know, I think like RX Muscle is good. Like Dave kind of dives into certain things, and his Q and A is really informative. And but I feel like the the only thing I don't like about RX Muscle is that, and I know why he does it. He does it because it's it's entertaining. But the only thing I don't like about it is he gives a voice to the people. Right. That I feel like are actually bad for the sport. Yeah, that's like
1: having that, one twenty on there, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing. Like somebody said to me in one of my comments, they're like, "Get Tony huge on." I'm like, "That'll never fucking happen." <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if I have one viewer. I don't give a fuck. That guy's not coming on my fucking show because that's the problem with bodybuilding. That guy is just trying to sell sarms. Like right. if, you, if you watch his videos, I don't know if he's involved with the sarm company or it's his sarms or whatever. He's just trying to fucking sell sarms. He's like, because first of all, you would never stack all that gear, and then take sarms on top of it. You, would, I don't know anybody who fucking does that. So, right. no I, I don't know. But um, listen, but I want to change. I, cha- I want to change gears a little bit because there's something I personally always wondered about. So I want to ask you. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword, of course, but so you. I feel like you have a a lot of your dad's genetics. Like when I look at your body, your physique, your body parts, a lot of them, there's a lot of similarities. Right. So you receive the gift of having good genetics. But I feel like even though you receive that gift, is it a little bit of a curse always kind of being in that shadow?
1: Yeah, I say this all the time. Like, do people think that Flex Wheeler's dad didn't have good genetics or Dexter's dad or just all these <laughs> things? They, they did. Yeah, their, yeah. Their, their family just wasn't on stage, you know, showing it. That's the No, only no, but, that, but that's my what I dad's mean. Genetics.
0: Obviously, obviously, every great bodybuilder has great genetics. That's that's right. obvious. But right. that's what I mean. That's, that's the whole point of kind of what I'm trying to say is, uh, do you ever feel like fuck i wish i could have just did this on my own or are you just it's cool with you
1: yeah no it used to it used to bother me a lot um and i guess i didn't even realize that until after new york when people would say i only got somewhere because of my dad or i only won this and i would get so mad and i'm just like going off on them yeah. and i'm thinking man i'm i'm telling them off and, and setting them straight but really in reality i must have kind of believed it a little bit for it so affected yeah. me that much and i think really at the end of the day anyone can win a pro card. Um, so it wasn't until I I won New York that I actually was able to chill and realize, yeah, I don't have anything to prove anymore. And and even to myself, I, I can do this and I am doing it. Um, Chris Tacito said it perfectly, and this is the best way to describe it, is and this is how it's unfortunately gonna be for the rest of my career. Uh forever. It doesn't matter. I could win 10 Olympias it's not gonna matter. Um, if I lose, uh everyone's like, Oh see, I told you he's never gonna live up to his dad. He's He's not as good. He's blah, 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 blah. So they're, they're like literally waiting. Yeah. But if I win, it's like this. Well, yeah, you're supposed to.
0: We expected yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's, I'm never going to win. If I, if I lose, I'm never going to be living up to what I, I'm supposed to. And if I win, I should have already been winning and I should have already won. <laughs> titles.
0: I'm sorry. So, to, I'm sorry to laugh, but like.
1: But it is, it's true. It's
0: kind of like, I feel bad for you, but I don't because. I feel like you were given a gift of the genetics, yeah. but it comes with, like, see how life is fucked up? See how life is fucked up? You, like, like they give you something, but they're, like, there's some shit that you got to take with it. And I you think that ever, goes with everything. You don't ever get anything good for fucking free,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Everything everything is too good to be true. It is. It's true. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just... Um, I, I'm also able, and I talked about it at the Olympia, you know, and, and there is other positives to it that I can do things no one's done. Yeah. Uh, just by me even just doing Olympia, I made history, you know, and yeah. I'm showing that this sport is living on and no matter what, if people like me or not, you can hate my physique. I'm yeah. still walking proof that this, this, this uh, sport is going to live on forever. Uh, I feel. And I think it's really cool. It was really cool for people to come up to me at the Olympia and say that they haven't been to a show since they saw my dad or they were at the 84 Olympia when they, when they, my dad helped me up, you know, all Lion King likes, you know, so that kind of shit is really cool. Like my mom being the only woman to have a husband and a son do Olympia. uh, That's just shit you can't write. But at the same time, it almost is a book. So I've been trying to really focus on a lot of the cool stuff that I get to do that no one would be able to do. Um, I'm going to, the next show I'm doing is the Arnold. Um, and Arnold, think,
0: uh, Arnold Columbus.
1: Yeah. I'm going to do Columbus and Australia. Okay. Um, and I think I'm, I'm obviously, you can't win the Arnold your first time, but I plan on killing it. And just the fact that Arnold's going to be watching someone who's a song of a guy who beat him. Like that's just cool. Yeah, ass shit. Yeah. Uh, but you have to be a really old school fan of the sport to kind of even appreciate unfortunately a lot of people have only followed bodybuilding since jay cutler and they're not going to see things how i see them and that's why i come off differently to some people and i just don't care it doesn't matter to me. yeah
0: um, it's okay man i think i think you're right i think a lot of people are new to bodybuilding just because i think with social media and everything it's become more popular to get in the gym and do your thing but I think the people that do actually get immersed. Like, for example, this guy came up to me at the gym just the other day, and he, he doesn't, you know, he's been working out, but he just looks like a regular guy. He's not like he's not even fit. He just looks like a normal dude. And he starts going on about Kai and Phil <laughs> and this. And I'm like, this guy like he found- knows them. He was going on about Dennis Wolf. I'm like, Dennis Wolf hasn't competed in like three years. How the fuck does he know Dennis Wolf? So <laughs> he's just going on about everybody but it's like he just he told me at the very start of the conversation i just started following bodybuilding so i feel like the people that are really interested in the sport will do their research oh that's sergio oh that's sergio oliva's uh son blah 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 and they'll figure it out and they'll make all the connections and then it will be as like as cool as you think it will be when you're standing on arnold's stage you know what i mean that's pretty it's pretty powerful shit like
1: i think so right exactly
0: so what, um, I got a question for you. When I saw you in Chicago a few years back, are you still there?
1: Yeah.
0: Sorry. Right. I saw you in Chicago a few years back. You were like, I think it was before you got your pro card, right? Or was it after you got your pro card? Do you remember when I guest posed in Chicago? Uh,
1: I think it was right. It was right after, right after. Yeah. Okay. So you, posing, right?
0: Yeah, you, that's right. So you were like a certain size. <laughs> and then you stepped on stage in New York like a totally different animal. What? Like what happened?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Aceto seems to think that I do better when my life's falling apart. He really he, he <laughs> swears, he swears by it. And and last year was my prove. Last year was my chance to prove that that's not true. I had a sponsor. I finally didn't have to worry about my financials. St- you know status and and i didn't win i didn't win chicago or tampa so i don't know maybe i do need things to be falling apart where i literally feel like this workout or this cardio session or this meal is to save my life
0: um
1: and getting ready for new york uh at the time, my wife was, you know, stuck in Australia, so I was fighting to be able to uh, make enough money for immigration and pay my bills, and literally, you know, be able to continue my career. Because I don't know how that would show would have. I don't know how my career would have went if that show didn't go that well. Um, I try. I, I try not to think about it as much as I do, but I mean, just having no money, buying a, like a one way ticket out there, and just having no. I, I had no plan B past once they not announced what the placings are.
0: But that's why. And that's I think why. that's why. That but,
1: but if it went the other way, and this is how the sport is, I think in the sport there's a lot of people that would have been Mr. Olympia's and we never even knew about them. I like, like, consider a name. Name one. Uh, um, was his name? Richard Jones.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember Richard Jones.
1: Right? He was yeah, like really, the tall. Really shrubbery. pretty.
0: Really pretty. Physici- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: And um, uh, just people like that. But I feel like sometimes – or Chris Cook. Chris Cook was like a really big – Chris Cook Chris was, was a good next yeah the yeah. next Jay Cutler, but yeah. then they have these things that happen to them behind closed doors. And it just, I feel like we have paths, you know, and it, you yeah. have a fork and it yeah. goes the other way. Yeah. And if, if I had lost, I would have for sure not had any money to fly back home. I would have had my, my power was turned off. I had no money to pay my bills. I don't know. I probably would have had to gone, gone back to school. I probably yeah. would have had to have got a real career. Yeah. And then it would have been all, you know, Serge did one show and then he phased out and he, he never lived up to his potential. When it really was just other stuff that had nothing to do with bodybuilding. But if I told this story that I'm going to go into the show full broke, you know, and I lost, then I'm an idiot. Because I've said it to people. I've met people just like how you met that guy in the gym. I've met people in the gym where they'll come up to me and they're like, man, I know I'm going to be a pro and my, my wife doesn't believe in me. So I left her or my job didn't want to support me. So I quit. Like, no, you're an idiot. Now you're dumb because now you have no wife and you have no job and you have no pro card. So yeah. if I, if I did do that, I lost, I would have been an idiot, but because I I made it now, that was a great idea. And yeah. you know, it's okay. It's just-
0: but but between me and you outside of what people say, who gives a shit what people say, because to some people, even if you're a successful bodybuilder, you're still an idiot just for bodybuilding. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter what people say, but I, really believe the fact that there was no and i'm not advocating advocating this to anybody the fact that you had no plan b i think is why you won
1: yeah i think because anybody
0: anybody i know who's been extremely successful in this sport has kind of left themselves no way out
1: right vulnerable right yeah
0: right so like when i when i turned when i was coming up i was in university and i'm like i gotta do this bodybuilding thing so i quit university so now and that's the only probably the only regret i have in my life cuz i wish i would have finished i had already done 2 years and um i kind of closed that door i'm like you know if you don't have a university degree it's kind of hard to get a good job so i kind of shut that door on myself and then i was also working a an executive position a sales position at a, at a company i was making good money company car company gas card company computer and phone the whole bit uh one day they walk in my office and they're like look we can't have you going into meetings at 280 pounds you got to like you got to lose some weight and like scale down and you know you can't really do this bodybuilding thing and i'm like okay i quit they're like what and i'm like i'm out and i just fucking left it was my brother's company oh, my shit. Brother, yeah my brother's like you're gonna fucking quit and i'm like yeah and i'm like i'm gonna be a bodybuilder so i left and then I, I i think i won the my uh class at the nationals two years in a row and then the third year I was 27 and I'm like, okay, this is it. If I don't win this year, I'm going to, I'm going to pack it in. But I had closed all the doors. Like at that time I was managing a strip club. It was like just a shitty, like a sh- <laughs> just a shit life, yeah. right? Like not a shit <laughs> life, but like not a respectable life. So I'm like, I, not kinda, I closed all the doors and I made sure like that was the only way. And if it wasn't the only way I was going to be a failure. And it ended up working out. And it's kind of like, I always tell people, I'm like, you can't, if you have a plan B, you're not going to give it everything you got. And I, and I think that's why you probably looked as good as you looked in New York. Cause you knew you had nothing left. Right. It was the only way, by the way, right. I just want to tell you that posing routine. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've wanted to use that song since, since. <laughs>
1: That's i wanted to too. i
0: wanted to use that song since i started fucking bodybuilding I've, <laughs> I've never had the courage to because i'm like nobody's gonna fucking get up and hype for fucking dave, dave matthew's, matthews yeah. band exactly. yeah. <laughs> but the fucking routine you put together was like went with it perfectly <laughs> so. very very impressive shit
1: thanks i appreciate it
0: so i want to ask you a couple more questions and then maybe some x's and o's just because people like that shit but What do you feel like doing this show single is the answer to figuring yourself out?
1: No, but since I've never done it, I'll at least have the answer. I'll be able to have answers for both.
0: Okay. The reason I'm asking you that, and please don't take this the wrong way. When I see your uh, persona online, it seems like somebody who's happy somebody who loves bodybuilding but somebody who hasn't fully figured themselves out
1: yeah i can agree with is that. that but is, i have you have, I have. yeah okay. last okay. year was the worst year of my entire life um and after the olympia i literally i just had to make it to the olympia and i was glad i was there and was, that was an experience and that's like a whole other subject but after i was done i was so burned out i just yeah. literally got on a plane i went to australia and i left for months yeah. Um, and I think once I was able to take myself away from bodybuilding and even America, uh, I now know what I want and, and what I need. And I have figured out what's, uh, what's really going to make me happy. I just have a few things I would like to figure out in my life. Like, how would it have gone if this went this way? And I don't have those answers.
0: Like so, what? Can you give me an example?
1: Yeah, like me being able to do a show without someone.
0: You've always done a show with a girlfriend?
1: always always. So I would want to see how yeah. I'd want to see how it is. And, and, it, and not, it might not be better and it's probably not going to be better. Everyone yeah. needs a partner
0: to do yeah. this. Yeah.
1: Um, but at least, at least I can say I did it once. Yeah. And I think that's more of what it is. I'm more trying to just figure out, uh, answers to certain what ifs that I don't want bothering me forever.
0: Your, uh, loyalty to Chris seems second to none.
1: Yeah, Chris is, but like Chris is a genius when it comes to doing diets. But I can never leave Chris because I don't think there's anyone who has more anxiety and more stress <laughs> going into a show than I do. I'm literally,
0: I, I could, I could, I might be able to tie you on that one, man. <laughs> I'm fuck, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fucking train wreck. Before. Okay. ask well, then, Honey. At least, at honey, least you'll get it. Listen, Honey says to. Uh, my training partner's chronic. Well, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. Okay. So m- when I was when I was working with Hani, like back in like 2011, I was at getting ready for the Arnold's, and uh, I'm freaking out. I'm just freak. I don't know why. I'm just. I don't know what it is. You know the anxious feeling that you're talking about. Right. I can't even explain it to people. It's just you're just always like looking in the mirror. You're like, is this look okay? Is that okay? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And. Uh, Hani looks at my buddy and he's like, Does he fucking smoke weed? And <laughs> my training partner's like, No. And he's like, He fucking should. He's like, This yeah. is great. And it wasn't soon after that that me and Hani stopped working together. And I'm not sure. I don't know if Hani could handle it. It was just so much. And I feel like maybe you're right. Cause I did work with Chris for a little while and he kind of seems to know how to like navigate that shit a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think he, I think because he does. Cedric's another one I know who's got really bad um, anxieties too and I think maybe because he has just trained with the cream of the crop of that particular subject that he just knows how to deal with it or that's just his his personality and 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 how he is but whatever it is as soon as I can just see him I'm good like I just relax I mean New York man I was just crying there's so much that went into New York we could do a whole episode just on New York there's so much shit i've never even told people yeah but i thought i wasn't even going to be able to do the show uh i i i, I thought i was i thought i had fucked my leg up and i was had a you know, horrible infection and but either way as soon as i just see him man he's just his monotone. he's so calm and i think he's just so confident in himself and you or me yeah. that it just makes you be confident in yourself um and he's he's really been there he's been there for me a lot and that's why it's really crazy with all this bonoc meal shit that's coming out where how Neil's talking about how he's done this for Bonac and got him this and got him that, that he should get something in return. Chris has done everything Neil has said, getting me sponsors, you know, getting me money, whatever it is, getting me back on my feet and still won't even take a free dinner. Yeah. So he is rare. There's a lot of rare people like that. And I'm not saying people should be like that because in the same, it'll be the same thing. Like what we were just talking about in the beginning where those people get screwed over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yes yes and no I mean a coach client like me and John are friends like John for me is like Chris for you okay cuz mm-hmm. and I and people ask me well who's the best coach I'm like the best coach is it's a synergy between the athlete and the cuz there's no such thing as the best coach no there there's who's the best coach for you and that's that same uh thing that you get from Uh, Chris is the same thing I get from John when I call when I'm freaking out and I call John it's he's got the same calming voice and confidence that just like okay he he says everything's fine everything's gonna be fine so it's that thing but me and John have been you know we've become friends now so like money's not really a thing with him and me like it's not you know what I mean so I've kind of been taken back by this whole thing I couldn't believe I couldn't believe Bonac was paying him because isn't Bonac more like an advertisement for fucking Neil? Right. I
1: thought that's, I thought that's
0: how it works. That's how I thought it worked. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked like this. If you're a fucking top three at the Olympia, you're my advertisement and I'm lucky to have you. because right, I can and now,
1: and now all these people are going to want to do their diets with you.
0: That's right. That, no right. People only know who Neil is because of Flex and, and William.
1: That's
0: it. So I'm like, why would... Why would you make the guys pay? Look, I have some online coaching. I'm not anywhere Neil's level. It's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just a fucking low-level amateur coach. I don't even like doing it. I do it here and there, whatever. The <laughs> point, <laughs> I don't. No, I don't, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, don't have, I don't have the patience for it. So, but no, the, the point I'm trying to make is if I had somebody of William's stature or Flex Lewis's stature, they wouldn't be paying me i had an a I had an athlete like that last year. he was good enough to get his pro card. He took second at the Arnolds. He was one spot away from getting his card. I didn't charge him because I'm like that guy's my fucking advertisement as soon as he gets his pro card. ten kids are gonna come running over to sign up with me so i can't I couldn't fathom the fact that and plus Neil was talking about it like it it was a uh, he was saying well. It started as 20% and 20% blah, 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 all this shit. But 20% of winning a show when William was winning like level, like the small shows, 20% is two grand. Right. 20% of the fucking Olympia. You know what I mean? That's that's a lot of fucking money. It's not, it yeah. doesn't, you can't go by percentages. That's fucking crazy. Cause like if he wins the Olympia, that's $400,000. That means you're taking fucking 80 grand. Like, yeah, right. That's, that's crazy. So. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you want to get too much into it. I don't want to say too much, but I I actually think whatever their deal was, Neil should have been training him for free because William's an advertisement for him.
1: Yeah. And there are people that do that like that. I know Chad doesn't charge some people. I know when I was with uh, George, you know, as many, as many issues as George has, he didn't charge me when he did when I did USAs with him because yeah, you should be a good enough businessman to understand uh that you, what you're going to get from doing them but there lies the same issue and it kind of covers every topic whenever we think people think like us that's when we get confused and not everybody thinks logically or like us. Oh, or maybe but, we're raised like we were
0: but time out that's i'm not saying i'm not saying it should be an unwritten rule i'm saying william should have written it like that
1: uh yeah no 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 you can you can talk about how William should have. William, William, William
0: should have pulled him aside when he started cracking the top six, and been like, "Look, man, like, I can still give you a few grand here and there for helping me, but like, I'm your, I'm your fucking sales pitch."
1: I think he did. I think he hinted at that where he said once he brought it up to him, Neil started treating him differently. He said yeah, that yeah. in his in his yeah. rant. Um, so I'm sure he brought. I'm sure this isn't the first time Neil's heard about it on yeah, his yeah, Instagram yeah. story. Uh, but, yes, him letting it go for that long ride, I mean, you can go back and forth about how you 're only in that position because you let yourself be in that position, but I liked how he said, "If I eat, you eat, and I yeah. do think like that i 'm really like that yeah. too, um, so I can see how i mean his career did skyrocket for a little while there, yeah. Um, yeah. but him showing how he 's living, and we all see neil 's place, uh, it would just be tough to swallow if I, if I was Bonox, so maybe maybe this was the the tipping point. But it is giving light to what's going on in the industry because in, in social media days, the athletes are destroyed. We get ripped apart left and right. Yeah. But the sponsors can fucking screw people over left and right. And you never even hear about it. These, these coaches are robbing people. But so I'm, I'm glad that now other people are now being brought to light because there's a lot of shisiness that's going on. And yeah, sometimes people are stuck. Sometimes what if this is your, um, him doing it right before the Olympia, that's, that's ballsy.
0: No, I was uh, gonna say that too, because now if he doesn't look as good as he should, it's a lot of yeah, pressure, it's, man. It's like right. <laughs> it's,
1: for sure. So but right, exactly. I'm glad, I'm glad. I mean Bonach, and I'll tell you this, Bonak doesn't lie. Bonak's not
0: lying. No, he see, and that's and that's the one thing. Somebody I saw somebody write, Well, we gotta get Neil's side of the story, and I'm like, Yeah, that's true, but anytime I've heard William speak, which is not often, it seems like it's like it's the the real shit. He's not like he's not speaking just to speak. He speaks when he has something to say.
1: Yeah, right. I remember when he flipped out at the press conference. Uh, it like <laughs> was two also- years ago. That was <laughs> so nuts. Oh I mean, my god! He
0: lost it on Cedric, eh? I was like, "What the fuck?" I'm like,
1: <laughs> "No, no, Cedric was this year's or last year." Oh, that's right. That's this right. This was like it was like two or three years ago and again he was talking about something that is really important your your spouse is a big deal in the sport and i think bob or someone had made a joke and people started laughing and then that's when he flipped out and was like you don't Uh, know i don't remember that yeah it was it was just so awkward where like bob was just like so uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then he went off on fucking louis marco i thought that was great
1: oh my god remember that but i I love that i love shit like that because I, because I want to, I want to oh, yeah. be, I want to do that. But I think, I, I think, not.
0: I think that's why we all liked it because we're like, yeah, somebody punched that guy in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a exactly. shit. Exactly. But yeah, that guy,
1: it. you know, not to keep going about these social media people, but that's a perfect example. This guy's only been to one competition in his life. Yeah. And these, and people are going to this person for their opinion. And I get uh, Sean Ray blocked me on social media one time because. I was saying that whenever we do comparisons on, on social media, why aren't they always the same height? You yeah. know, because it's a picture and a picture. So yeah. yes, Hottie looks like he could beat Ronnie Coleman. That's himself. right.
0: That's right. So, that's right. and
1: that's a really big issue that's going on, on social media. And, I, and, I, and I'll always be the first to comment, oh, I didn't know that the 212 guy was the same height as someone 5'11". <laughs> yeah. Because in person, you have to go to a show, and I and I recommend this to anyone if you really want to be a true fan of sport, just go to one show it doesn't yeah. even just the Olympia, you know so you can see the cream and the crop, but in person, the stature is not something that you can put on a picture on a comparison yeah. photo
0: well um, and it, it's two d versus three d it's very simple like right. i I competed in Toronto uh, in twenty thirteen or fourteen okay thirteen I think against uh it was Victor Martinez won I was second place, and uh, de la Rosa was third I think and After the show, people kept coming up to me going, man, you beat, you beat Victor. You look at the pictures. You beat Victor." I'm like, you guys don't get it. I'm like, you guys don't get it. The guy is like a fucking balloon on top of a balloon on top of a balloon. Like he's fucking 3D beyond 3D. He's so fucking thick. I'm like, you can't. Yeah. If you stand in a picture, I'm wider because it's 2D. You're only seeing the width of my shoulders or whatever, right? But when you fucking turn him sideways, it's like the hamstrings popping off the fucking from the glute and the fucking back is popping off the rear delt. And it's like, you can't, you can't see that in a photo. And I said this about Hottie actually, uh, with Luke the other day in our podcast, we were talking about, uh, Hottie because Chad put up a picture of Hottie and said, he's the greatest bodybuilder on earth right now. Nickel said, said that. Yeah. Which was shocking because Chad's usually more measured in his comments.
1: Absolutely. Right,
0: And I thought, that's a really bold statement. I'm like, he looks really, really good. I'll give him that. But I don't know if he could beat some of the top six. Like, I want to see him next to Brandon Curry or next to so-and-so before I'm going to make that claim. You know what I mean?
1: At least once. At least once, right.
0: Like, it's a big – that's a big statement to make with never seeing somebody next to that guy.
1: Yeah, I'm really shocked he would say that, especially someone who does know the largest human being ever to do this sport.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, I mean, Hadi's got a special set of uh, tools. Like, he's really thick. He gets in really, really good shape. His proportions are really good. But, I mean, like you said, until you see him next to each other. Right. Um, I have a another question. Shoot. An, an overall question. Do you – I get the sense that you dislike the social media age. Is that true? Or are you just?
1: Yeah, I know. I go back and forth to this all the time because, man, you, you do you do meet such amazing people. And you really can change some people's lives. I've literally changed people's lives by even, even either from anywhere from prepping them and meeting them to even just messaging them back or giving them one tip. I yeah. feel like it's a big thing where now bodybuilders need to be. Uh, paid to just say, hey, why don't you focus on your eating more instead of worrying about the drugs or something like that. Where yeah, someone's yeah. never told them that before. So you, there is so much good that comes out of social media. But again, I'm just so, I have so much old school blood in me that I can't not hate yeah. social media, especially Instagram. Um, and I do, I, I I do. I hate it so much. I hate it because people are making more money and do nothing. There's so many frauds out there. I mean, if, if you look look at Sean Ray when I mean Sean Roden when he when he did his guest posing and he got ripped apart. Yeah. People don't even realize uh, all these ebook guys and all these like just non on stage people. They're only in shape for a few months. Like the and fitness
0: they, model people. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and they take a gazillion pictures and they can post yeah. those pictures for the next two years, um, and and then they're like, oh my God, they're staying like that all year round. So if they can do it, why can't Sean Roden do it? You know? And it's just immediately like undermining actual real athletes. And yeah. no matter what, it doesn't matter if it's jealousy or whatever it is, it's hard for me to swallow seeing me struggle or yeah, look at Bonak's house. And and then I see Gat drops me and Zach Ansley, the men's physique guy buys an M8, you know, like BMW. Yeah. It's just... It, the, the it's just so uh off that I, it, it can't not bother me. And I also know that this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I don't plan on eventually turning into some uh ebook guy later on in my career. I'm gonna do shows and then I'm gonna retire and then I probably will be covering shows and stuff like that, but that's it. Yeah. So I know your follow or your like isn't gonna help me on stage and telling people that it kills them when I'm up on stage. And I'm standing next to these largest human beings on the planet. No judge is gonna say, well, man, that selfie that he posted, you know, it's, (laughs) and they don't get it. So I think because I know at the end of the day, it doesn't help me on stage. It's only gonna help me with sponsors. And I fucking can't even keep a goddamn sponsor anyway. But But I don't care anymore.
0: But wait a minute. Do you get any, okay? I've learned to use Instagram almost like a fucking journal. Okay. I
1: like that it keeps track of, right, because if you go back, you can literally see my career because Labrata forced me to get yeah. an Instagram. I used to yeah. be anti even Facebook. They forced yeah. me to get one. Yeah. So, yeah, you can literally see me, you know, as an amateur.
0: But not, not, for, not for like X's and O's reasons, more just for fun. Like I almost just, you know, I put post a picture of me and my wife or I post picture of this or that or whatever. I, I, I guess I've in the beginning I kind of hated it a bit because I focused too much on the trolls. So right. It was just, I think I've blocked all of them now. I think I've blocked like over 3000 people. So I don't know. But
1: like, That's probably what I need to do. My issue is, is I love uh, my haters. They're actually oh. my favorite. They're my favorite oh. followers. Why? Because I get off for some reason. I get off on making people look like fools rather than people telling me that I'm great. You know, I don't know. I'm so, I'm stuck. I don't know. Wait,
0: wife. wait a minute. I'm not saying I, I want only people who tell me I'm great. I don't mind if people come on and have constructive criticism or that, but, like, I'm talking trolls who are like, you're a fucking asshole, bro. And I'm like, okay, well, you're just, there's just no point in having you on here. So I block them. I'm like, what's the point? You keep those people?
1: Uh, not the ones that just say pointless stuff.
0: Like, yeah. that, that's
1: just pointless. But the ones that tell me I'm never going to do something, Yeah. or you'll, you'll never – I love them. I love yeah, them. Yeah, I,
0: blo- I don't think I block those people. Maybe if I'm, like, in a prep and I'm pissed off.
1: Yeah, but you're – Videos, you're different too. You also have a lot more patience than I do, and your videos are really instru- instru- they're really instructive. That, they really they really are. Like I, if I didn't know much about working out, let alone bodybuilding, I could follow you and I would learn from that. Yeah, you're you're not really gonna learn anything from my Instagram. I'm yeah. Not- I'm just not. Um, so yours is different, and your relationship is literally goals, uh, and it's very rare. <laughs>
0: goals. It's, it's, <laughs> I almost slept on the couch last night. Don't say that, <laughs> <laughs>
1: bro. You, you and Summer are our goals. Like I, I always talk about you guys all the time. They probably think I'm like obsessed with you guys. But yeah, I, I think maybe because you're, you're also happier in your yeah. own life too. That that's why social media means something different to you. I feel like I'm still having to prove stuff i don't know. listen don't that,
0: honestly sergio things you see online are not always what they really are right like it's true and sure. it's not that i'm trying to hide anything i'm as real as i can be but it, there's certain emotions that you have that you just can't portray in a photo like it just doesn't it's just not gonna come out right so like you feel like you have something to prove Trust me, even though my career is, you know, closer to the end, we still have things that I want to prove in a different sense, right? So it's never, um, it's not like, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not like, oh, I'm so happy and my life is so perfect that I can be on Instagram every day. I guess I just learned somewhere along the way to like, I just focus on like the better part of it. And I learned, I've learned. i learned to interact with people and almost make them like friends on Instagram. That way, it's just like more, it's building an interaction. It's building like a better fan base that way. So, I don't know. But it's not because my life is so perfect that I'm like, it's okay. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Overall, o- Overall, you are for or against. Like, are you going to keep your Instagram or are you...
1: No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it because like you said, no matter what, it's a timeline of my life and that's really cool. And I do, and I, and I hate this, cause I always have to specify that I do love my fans and, and I'm probably the, one of the only pros that literally answers every single DM, yeah. except, for the, except for the creeps. Uh, I literally will message something back, even if it's just yeah. an emoji, something. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, right? So, because also too, I, I, was the, I was the kid waiting in line hours. To yeah. meet people when I was, and I think that's a big difference. Um, you had compton
0: yeah. Um, yeah Compton
1: said he had never been to an expo before he was a pro that 's wild like, to me that's yeah. wild like i I have been waiting I remember so many times i 'm waiting in line for like an hour or two, yep. just when i 'm about to like see them, oh sorry, that person's going to go on lunch, you know, and i've been that yeah, yeah. I've been or. I've met people and they don't even look at me. They just sign in the picture and they just slide it next, you know? So I think because I've, I've grown up being a fan, I'm so worried about being that guy that I, I, I do make a point to be there for my fans. So, but if I, if you, if it's one or the other keeper, do I like or dislike? I just like it. Because <laughs> okay. no matter what it's ruining our industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can I can see that point of view for sure. Um, let's hit. Let's get on some quick hitters, just because I, I there are bodybuilding fans that want to know about actual bodybuilding stuff. So let's go. Let's start with this: cardio or no cardio? How do you feel uh, for prep all year round? What do you think? Off season cardio or no cardio?
1: See, I'm different. So I started this when I was I started bodybuilding when i was 145 pounds i did the olympia 273 holy i had shit. so my my body just wants to go back to a straight somalian skinny kid yeah, um, yeah. so i can't do cardio in the off season
0: okay uh
1: but for prep that's why i can get my glutes the way they are is from i do two hours of stairs a day holy shit yeah
0: okay um diet are you high fats low fats uh Oh, off, off
1: season. Off, off season. I try and again. I have to try and overly eat extremely. Yep. Like I literally look up what are the worst places to eat, and I go eat there. <laughs> so I don't even worry about fats. I just worry about as many calories as I can possibly intake.
0: Okay, wait a minute. So what does a day look like? Are you? Do you have a base? Like do you have five or six meals that are like clean? Or no, are you just? I'm oh. trying to
1: eat as dirty as possible. I'm trying to. I'm trying to shoot to like nine thousand a day.
0: Okay, so give me just give me one example of like a meal that you had today.
1: Uh, um, lasagna and chicken.
0: Really, <laughs> that's a standard meal.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck! Didn't that picture you put up recently?
1: Yeah, just something really.
0: Didn't you put up a picture recently at three hundred five? Oh yeah. Is that three 300- yeah,
1: hundred? But that's a most muscular. Yeah, that's a most muscular. Everyone looks good, and most muscular, and that that lighting in that gym, everybody looks like they're in shape.
0: Okay, nobody I can, looks I can't like that. Take credit. okay nobody fuck off man nobody looks like that at 305 i don't care what the lighting's like i don't care i don't care what pose it is that's fucking crazy man um okay thanks i
1: appreciate it
0: so your metabolism is nuts so your food advice is not going to be valid for the majority of people on earth um okay last question you can you can answer or throw away whatever you want to do uh gear do you want to talk about gear or no
1: yeah, that's fine. I um,
0: think that's the
1: problem with gear is that nobody's talking about it. So that's exactly figuring it
0: out. That's exactly my point. And I don't want to get into like specific specifics. I guess all I want to do is say from the people you know, and maybe if you want to touch on your own experience, what is a average test level for guys like us?
1: Um,
0: don't try and think of the right answer. Just 2000 that's what you've been kind of told yeah or what you're hearing okay yeah
1: well not told that's that's i know the guys are higher than me i'm on the low spectrum not only is aceto uh the bare minimum i'm also the bare minimum too i feel like as long as i'm getting results for something i usually don't change things up okay another benefit of the genetics
0: so let me ask you this then in the off season you are you probably don't take any cutting drugs in the off season no, You're not using any like fucking wind straws or anavar's or any of that shit. Obviously, no way. Right. Okay, what yeah, about? I
1: can't even do any uh, water-based injectables. I get really sick.
0: Okay, what about uh, orals? Are you touching? Are you dealing with any types of orals in the off season, like anadrol, D ball, anything like that? I generally yeah, D
1: ball just because it makes me fatter. Yeah.
0: Oh, it helps you hold weight. Does it mess with your appetite right. at all?
1: Yeah, severely.
0: So how do you deal with that? Do you cycle it like on and off like short periods or how do you deal with uh, it?
1: Yeah, I just, I force it. I force the meal. Sometimes I'm chewing meals and drinking it down like a vitamin.
0: <laughs> I've, been there. I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Is there anything, any, any gear? What do you think about SARMs? People have asked me that question. What do you think about, what do you think about SARMs?
1: Um, I took it one time. Um, and it actually turned off my sweat in my body. Really? Um, and it made me fond There's only been a few things I've gone through in my life that are maybe want to kill myself. And this was one of them. And I just could oh, not shit. figure out why I would get this itching feeling all over my body that I wouldn't even leave my house. And the first half hour of every gym session, I just am walking around the gym, like itching until I could finally break a sweat.
0: Holy fuck. So it,
1: it literally turned it off yeah
0: oh my god what uh what SARM do you remember do you remember which um, one
1: it was like a, a an HGH uh releaser but it I was only taking it because it made you hungry
0: oh I think you're talking about MK MK I six seven so, yeah. seven or something like that but yeah right
1: so I lo- I was eating I was eating yeah. but I was afraid to leave my house Ugh, it was horrible. <laughs> I went to three different doctors.
0: What? Uh, what do you think? What do you think we can do as an industry to keep people like some of the names I mentioned from steering these little kids into stuff that's not real? Like, what do you think we can do about people like? Boston Lloyd and Tony Huge and all telling people nonsense that's gonna hurt them. How do we fix that?
1: We have to figure out a way where the actual professionals can talk about what they're doing. That's gonna be the only way. You know, like- as long as you explain, like you explain you're going to the doctor and you get your levels checked and you gotta do it right. But okay. until the guys that are winning shows or actually even placing in shows start talking about it they're going to be the only ones giving information to these people and that's yeah. that's all they have
0: yeah how do how do we do it without hurting ourselves
1: yeah i don't know that's the tricky part
0: you know what i mean cuz i want to be specific but then you're like you got to be careful
1: of course right i don't i don't
0: want any kids to like hear us and then you know go get hurt or whatever so i just you know i'm i'm doing this cuz i want the sport to be a better thing for everybody so Uh, I'm just talking to you guys to try and figure out what you guys think about ways we can, we can make it better for the people watching and people listening and give them more information.
1: I mean, I think this like a podcast like this already makes a huge difference. You have a bunch of actual legitimate pros on here and and discuss, not argue, not, not, my ways better. This is better, but actually, like compare notes uh, and have people listen to an actual conversation of a bunch of pros. I think that would be huge. I yeah. think people would eat, eat that shit up. If you had yeah. Luke and all the people you've already had on the show, all at the same time talking about it, yeah, um, I think it it would just it would just overshadow all the other uh, underground people.
0: Would you come back on for a group? uh podcast and we'll do like a compare notes like you said would you do that like in the future
1: yeah of course i would absolutely
0: okay because i think people you know you're a big name in the sport and i think people respect what you're doing and they're looking for you to do big things and i think your opinion matters Thanks, so Bob. you know what i mean i think it's uh important to have to me you represent uh the next generation <sighs> so how how old are you right now
1: yeah, it's weird. I've only been I've only been a pro for a few years, but yeah, I'm still 34. I'm not young.
0: Yeah, so I know you're not young, but somehow I still see you as being the next crop of uh, big time or big name pros or top six Olympians. So I mean, you have a, a big mantle to carry. But
1: thanks. Um, yeah, I think it, I think in the future it is going to be me and Luke and Nathan. Yep. yep. Um yeah. I think there could, I think there would actually be a lot more if a lot of these classic guys that are like six foot would get their foot out of their ass.
0: Doesn't that and, bother you? Does that bother you when you see that? Well, it doesn't so bother you. you. It doesn't bother you because you have genetics. I don't have great genetics, so when I see somebody like Chris Bumstead, I'm like, that guy would be a great bodybuilder.
1: I say it and they attack yeah. me, but these guys are literally losing muscle every year to stay in a class. Yeah,
0: but I don't know. I don't know why they would attack you. Like I'm not saying anything negative. I'm actually giving them a compliment right. It's a compliment to say, look, I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. They can stay in classic. I mean, it's great. If you're, you know, he's second in the world right now. All I'm saying is that guy's got the genetics to be a good bodybuilder. That's not a, that's not a negative comment. That's a positive. So
1: all I've been saying is that there was no classic division. We would have a lot of up and coming pros that are going to be really sick. And, and this is what I told, and this is why, the whole Regan thing got out of control because people forgot me and Regan were friends and Regan was at my house with Cody yeah. and I told both of them, you could literally take 10 years off, come back and you would be my age. And, <laughs> yeah. instead, of, and instead of you now worrying about you, you're not as big as Roly or Rami or Phil, yeah. they're going to be retiring. And yeah. now we will be the crop that people are saying, I want to look like Regan. I want to look like these people. But, uh, but now in, in social media days, people have fans that don't understand losses. And I talked about this. I did an, in, an MD interview about how I would actually rather take a top three at an Arnold than beat De La Rosa at a New York. So sometimes wins make people feel like they're better than they are when you could have beaten no one. Yeah. Everyone swears about how Regan won the New York pro. What's the name of the guy who got second place? Yeah, Nobody yeah, fucking knows. Yeah, Nobody knows. Yeah. And in fact, he's the guy who took off his medal in Pittsburgh and threw it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you were
1: you were gonna win against that guy anyway. So, but again, how I look at bodybuilding, how people look at bodybuilding are different. So I would rather take losses, like Dexter. Dexter got his ass handed to him his whole career, and then for a good part he never lost. Yeah. So would you rather win all in the beginning of your career, get a, a million followers, but then you're kind of the same weight? You didn't really get any bigger. You never reached your potential, or be at the bottom, get your ass handed to you. And when these guys retire, now you're at the top and now you have put on so much muscle slowly, you could change the future of the sport. But then again, I look at things different.
0: I don't think, yeah, I was just going to say that. I don't think you're wrong. I think it's just two different mindsets to Reagan. I think Reagan's looking at it like a business where he's like, I got my agent and my agent has the sponsor set up for me and I got a million followers and those followers are my fans and they're going to support me by buying my stuff, blah, 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 blah. So I can do that. And that, I think that even though he, I think he wants to, I don't, you know, me and him are friends, but not like real close, but even though I think he wants to win and wants to be great and all those things, I think the business side of it's probably important to him as well. And I think that's why he's at it the way he is. Right. So of course. But I do, but I do agree with you. I said to Luke uh, in our podcast, I said, because we were talking about Nathan and how Nathan had won a bunch of shows, and that meant he was better than Luke. And I said, maybe. I said, I don't know. I'm like, you took second or he third. You took third at the Arnold. I'm like, right. that's a big deal, man. I'm like, it's not. I'm like, so he won a bunch of small shows. That's you know, that's great, but it's not third at the Arnold.
1: Yeah, it's money now, and that's what it is. It's money now over glory later, and yeah. Nathan is banking on those ten thousand dollars shows. Yeah, but ten years from now, who was second place at that British Grand Prix? I don't know. I don't fucking yeah. know that guy's name. You know, yeah. so it's just what are people thinking about? Are they thinking about the now, or are they thinking about later? I I would like to be remembered in the sport for the next fifty years and not make any money.
0: So you're saying your philosophy is more. I would rather not be known and then win five Olympias than be known for 20 years.
1: Right. Look at Ronnie. He was a joke. Everyone should watch the Flex Wheeler uh, documentary that was made. And it really shows their opinion of what they thought of him. You know, he was a joke. They literally told him, Kevin told Ronnie, why are you even coming to these shows? Yeah. You know? And the whole time he was just doing his homework studying stealing yeah. their ideas yeah. and then now look now he's now we're going to remember ronnie forever yeah and that what's that price what is so what that are,
0: so by digging down in this podcast i've come to realize that your motivation is legacy and not business
1: yeah yeah, I'd rather – people ask me this all the time. Don't? Are you sure you want to do this? What if you ended up like Ronnie Coleman? And, and I know this is crazy, but if I knew that I was going to end up like Ronnie Coleman handicapped, I still would.
0: I say the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, that guy – I'm like, we all do this for – I know no. I know the politically correct thing is to say, I don't do it for glory, man. <laughs> that shit. If I could win the Olympia, I'd be the best in the fucking world. Yeah, I want that glory. I want to I yeah. be – I want to be recognized for my fucking hard work and Ronnie will be recognized for the rest of eternity for his fucking hard work.
1: Right. A certain so. few guys are, are literally a timeline of yeah. our sport. And that's you right. can see where it was, how, what, what the criteria was. Um, and for the Arnold too, I, I think the Arnold is another thing. I, I, I don't even think about the Olympia. I think that's so like crazy in the future. Yeah. But Being able to be an Arnold classic champion, that's
0: what's oh, up there. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely up there. So you're, you're, that's crazy. I never knew that. I didn't know there was anybody in our sports still, uh, that thought like that, that was like, you know what? I don't care about the dollars and cents. I just want the best possible outcome for myself when I'm finished.
1: Yeah. That's what Jeremy's big gripe is when he always wants to go off on me about is how his bank account and he's driving a Lambo. Man, I don't know. It's, I think we just have different goals, yeah. and I think uh, I think I was raised different, and I think being raised literally born on stage, practically, um, I think yeah, I just look at certain things. Like I, people got crazy when I said when I when I won New York, it wasn't that big of a deal because I beat De Rosa and Juan. Yes, I have that ring, and that's night of champions history, and I I will be remembered in that uh, yeah. line forever. But if I did it the year before. It was Dexter, Roly, Nathan, Kuklo. Now, if I had won that show, I would have whipped my dick out and slapped everybody with it. But no. I know I didn't beat anyone. I already didn't think I could have beat before. I had already beat Kwan before when we were younger. You know, so it's how I look at wins is just different than other people. I would rather I'd rather beat better people than take first places against nobody.
0: Have you ever seen you've seen the movie Troy? Yeah. You remind me of Brad Pitt and Troy. Not, <laughs> yeah, not I one. probably will end no. up
1: like him too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, because remember the part in the movie where he's going to kill the good guy, like you know the the best guy of the good team. Yeah, right. And he has a. He's like, "Why don't you kill me right now?" And he's like, "There's because he's like nobody will see me now." He's like, "I'm going to wait until everybody can see us." Right. So it's so true. It's almost like that's what you're saying. Like a win is cool, but a win is better when it's on a grander stage.
1: Someone was just asking me about Kai coming back now that the Olympia is open. And I was saying, if it was me, there's just going to be an asterisk next to this. If he wins, what are people going to say?
0: I've thought that. you beat? Yeah. I've thought. So if I was going to, if
1: I was finally going to come back, why, why do it when nobody, it's almost like the year uh, people don't remember this a long time ago, the Olympia was boycotted uh, after Arnold won, and nobody showed up. It was yeah. like a few guys entered and the person who won that I think was Chris Dickerson.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that that year?
1: I think, yeah, I think that was oh. the year he won, but either okay. way, everybody was like, well, yeah, there was nobody there. <laughs> it was just like a, okay. It was like a consolation prize.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, I, you so, know what? It's, it's funny. I, um, I've thought, i thought about the Kai green thing as well. And it's not that it's not a big deal. He's still got to beat some, some good bodybuilders, but I think for him personally, the glory was in beating Phil, right? Because it's almost like Phil was his nemesis. So it's kind of like if he can't beat Phil, it's not really winning the Olympia. You know what I mean? Like he, he it's kind of like when Jay took out Ronnie finally,
1: right? He took him out.
0: Ronnie That's right. Didn't
1: retire. Right? That's
0: right. So Jay got his glory. And if you listen to some of his interviews, he'll even say that that was his favorite Olympia because mm-hmm. he because he got to beat Ronnie. So I almost feel like people are talking about Kai coming back, but I don't think he's going to come back because Phil's not there. I think he wants to beat Phil,
1: or the guy who beat Phil. I, that would have been fine if if Kai would have beat Sean. Yeah, it would have been it would have been decent. But and, and again, too, I'm not like undermining the people that he. No, against. no, all those all those people would beat both of our asses. No, I'm no, yeah. just saying if I was Kai.
0: No, yeah, I'm I'm talking about it in a sense of on a on a emotional level. I think Kai had a a thing with Phil he had to he had to get over that hurdle and now that hurdle's not there so it might not mean as much to him you know what i mean so um do you want to say do you want to say anything or portray any message or thank anybody before we go off dude i don't want to keep you too long
1: um. No, the people, the people that help me, they know that I, c- I couldn't do this without them. Uh, I appreciate my Titan Grip sponsor saying that it's the only one who's sticking with me. It's really hard for a sponsor to stick with a bodybuilder while they have an off season and don't do shows. That's a, that's a big gamble for them. You make really, you only make uh, notoriety when you do shows. Um, so I appreciate them sticking with me. Um, but no, I just. I don't feel like I, that's the best part about this this podcast. I don't feel like I can say anything you haven't already said or you aren't already uh, admitting with just how you are itself. And, and I wish everyone on Instagram would watch your podcast.
0: Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, man.
1: <laughs> because then it would just make... I don't, I don't think we're 100% right, you know, and I don't think anyone else is 100% wrong. I just think it would give people a choice so they could choose between this or that. And I feel like Instagram, it's either just this selfie or this selfie you know and you're yeah. picking the you're picking the less the the greater of two evils um and i just wish there was more and i think that's why me and Luke we get along too because there's a few non bullshitters in this sport yeah. and are re- and are real and they're not worried about losing followers or not having people like them and i wish i wish all, everybody was like that i wish people yeah. just actually were just this is how i am and i'm not going to ever lie and then you take it or you leave it um but yeah if we could if we could just understand the difference between athletes and supermodels uh, i think it would go a huge way
0: i think it will i think i think as long as i can get uh you guys to keep coming on the show because listen a lot of the dms i get from these shows are just i didn't know that about that guy i didn't know he was so normal i didn't know he felt like that i didn't And I think that's the real benefit to it is people just get to see you guys in a different light. It's not, it's not an X's and O's interview. It's not a 140 characters on Twitter. It's like, you get to talk for a little while and people can listen as long as they want kind of thing. Right. So anyway, bro, listen, I appreciate you coming on. I want to do it again. If you have time in the future, we'll do, uh, I think your idea was really good. If we bring on like three or four people and we kind of like compare some notes, about diet training, whatever else, I think people would like that, so yeah it'd be really cool uh,
1: thank I just want to thank you you've really always been in my corner um, yeah. and you've always uh supported me. I also want to thank summer too because I actually <laughs> met her before you <laughs> yeah. and i have I have like the best story so one, I have to thank her for dealing with my dad. It was the worst photo shoot yeah. ever yeah. it was the one and only time I've ever been in the gym with my dad and he's such a, he was such an asshole to yeah. her yeah she was so respectful and she was so great. But I mean, so your, your wife's very beautiful. And I remember I was like a little punk kid, you know? So I'm yeah. like, I'm like, wow, this, this person runs his magazines. Hot. <laughs> and then she's like, oh yeah. She's like, she's like, uh, yeah, my, my, my husband's a pro, you know? And back then when people say they're a pro, you're, you're not a pro. Like yeah. who, yeah. who's your husband? I remember saying that. Like, who's yeah. your yeah. husband? Yeah. Oh, so you're saying there's not a chance. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I will tell you this. I saw the photos afterwards and you are one of the few people she has oiled up other than myself. So so, (laughs) (laughs) you lucked out that way, I guess, but
1: um, I've made it. I officially retired then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, man, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the kind words and uh we'll do it, do it again definitely soon if we can
1: definitely thanks bro
0: okay man thank you very much